0: The VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episode 3 of the VO Meter. We have a very special episode coming up where Sean and I are live at Mabo 2016, the Mid-Atlantic VoiceOver Conference in Herndon, Virginia, just outside of D.C. We're going to play you some great interviews from the presenters there, some of the attendees, and some of the things that we got out of the conference. So, Sean, how did you enjoy
1: Mavo 2016? I thought it was an amazing conference. I, It's it's a smaller one, absolutely, but that's one of its strengths. Um, there were less than 100 people there. There was a lot of, um, like you were able to talk to the presenters. For, they were very accessible, and everyone had a really intimate, informative experience together, and I really enjoyed myself. What about you, Paul? What did you get out of it? yeah
0: the same thing. It was my first conference, as I think I mentioned in one of the uh, one of the segments and I really enjoyed it. I got to meet a lot of great people, some people I knew from online, some people I didn't know at all, and I had a great some great interactions with the presenters. It was really just a fantastic
1: experience and I think it was'cause uh I think it's ideal for a first conference because some of them get so large they have upwards of five hundred to a thousand attendees so it can be a very impersonal experience or a very superficial one if you don't go in there with a plan. So, and like the only other uh, conference I can compare it to is is Vo Atlanta, which was a fantastic conference. I don't fault it in any way, but um, I did really enjoy this, and it was a different atmosphere. It was, um, uh it was a different experience, and I think if you have something like either Mavo itself or a similar conference that you can go to locally, I definitely recommend it because these things can be very reinvigorating for your career. Yeah, and the local angle is a
0: great a great point. I actually came locally because I live just outside of Baltimore, I think we've mentioned. So I was mm-hmm. able to drive down in the morning and sort of tried on the conference. And the other great thing about that was that if I had nothing to talk about or if I was nervous in any way with meeting people, we could always just talk
1: about D.C. traffic because most of us have that in common. <laughs> Was a perfect icebreaker, and that's a huge like that's an interesting networking point because yeah we all come here because of a similar interest but sometimes you don't want to talk shop so people love being asked questions about their family and their other hobbies and stuff like that and you can make some great friends here as well yeah I spoke a
0: lot about the uh, the soccer team I was coaching I only went the the second day and everybody asked me why haven't you been here and actually I think I stumbled onto a, a great marketing idea if you can (laughs) come to come to the second day of a a conference and uh make sure that your badge is out there's obviously no way to do this but what happened in my (laughs) case was they left all the badges out for people to pick up and the people that didn't pick up it was readily apparent that they were not there so when i did show up on sunday nearly a half a dozen people said to me oh you're paul we saw your name tag yesterday we're so glad you're finally here and i was like thanks i wasn't expecting a
1: big welcome but this is fantastic (laughs) And that's another benefit of a smaller conference like that, is that you get noticed. I can't guarantee that thing would happen in like a $500,000, I mean, thousand attendee conference, but that's awesome and a great point.
0: Yeah, exactly. And one thing we want to do is thank the people from vocalbooth2go.com. Um, they supplied us with one of their carry-on vocal booths, and it was fantastic. It worked great for the interviews. And we really want to thank them for letting us demo the unit and use it throughout the conference for our interviews.
1: Especially, yeah, it was incredibly um, generous of them. I actually ran into their um, the representatives during a quiet time at the conference and asked if I could review their carry-on vocal booth. So it's similar to, say, like the Harlan Hogan Porta Booth Plus or the Chaotica Eyeball, like same kind of niche a portable booth of some kind but I think it sounds the most natural and it's the most effective at cutting down those reflections and it's so spacious you can fit whatever either your own travel setup or they have a number of accessories included with it like a mic stand and a copy stand and a pop filter it's a really well thought out set Yeah, so when you're listening to the interviews, know that we did
0: that right in the middle of the the hallway of the hotel while the conference was going on in most cases. Um,
1: And it sounds great inside that vocal booth to go. It sounds fantastic. I mean, granted, we had pretty high quality gear going into it as well, but that could just as easily be a detriment and show all of the inadequacies in in an acoustic solution like that. Right, you had a 416 in there, right? Yeah, so it was a four sixteen and then the Audion ID four, which is a newer unit, but sounds fantastic. And um couldn't be happier with how
0: this sounded. Yeah, it really was great. And then lastly, we we need to thank Val Kelly one more time, the founder and organizer of Mid Atlantic VoiceOver LLC. And uh <laughs> she was a great host and once again pulled off a fantastic event.
1: Yes, and
0: I can't wait till the next one. Indeed. So with that, we'll get to the interviews. Sit back, enjoy, and maybe you'll learn something. I know we did. So now that we're here at Maybo 2016. Let's talk about some of the things we hope to get out of the conference. Uh, Sean, why don't you start with what you were hoping to get out of the conference, both personally and maybe for the GVAA?
1: Well, something that I was really looking forward to, like you were saying, for GVA is really to get our name out there and to promote ourselves to as many people as possible. And uh, so far, the, the reaction has been really great. A lot of people have been really happy about the services that we offer. And it seems like we might have a lot of new students, which is wonderful. I'm really happy about that. But as far as uh, workshops and stuff like that, one person that I was really looking forward to was actually Sean Pratt and doing his uh, his audiobook uh, narrator's workshop. And he specializes in nonfiction narration, and that's an avenue that I feel like a lot of people don't really know or to explore, because when we, when we think audiobooks, we tend to think epic fantasy or science fiction or romance or um, young adult literature, but really there's far more nonfiction literature out there than fiction, and if you know how to read it in a interesting and believable way, it could be a really lucrative avenue for your voiceover business.
0: Yeah, there's a real art to it, uh, excuse the pun, but <laughs> yeah, it really is a, a genre all to itself and Sean has some phenomenal strategies on how to approach it. I actually train with him personally as well and th- the insight is invaluable, so that should be a great session. Very cool. Anyone else that you're looking forward to seeing? Honestly, what I'm looking forward to mostly is just networking. This will be my first in-person VO conference. And I'm excited to just meet some of the faces that I know from online media or social media or their online presence. And just meeting some faces and shaking some hands and kissing some babies, as they say.
1: <laughs> no, it works. It, it definitely works. I mean, my, my whole um, relationship with the, the Global Voice Acting Academy arose out of my first conference experience over at VO Atlanta. And... That was just because I kind of put myself out there. I was trying to interview people for my own sake, just to to kind of increase my own online presence and um, fill up my YouTube channel because it had almost nothing on there <laughs> and if you If you get involved with voiceover it can be very it can be a little insular because there are numerous Facebook groups out now. There's there maybe almost a dozen that I can think of. I mean, there's Voiceover Universe, there's a VO Direction with Stevie Valence. She's a Canadian voice actress and and coach. And then there's our very there's our own Facebook group, GVA Community, there's Voiceover Camp, there's Voiceover Pros. Um, well,
0: there's all the audiobook specific ones, the audiobook narrators, the ACX narrators groups. Yeah, yeah there's a ton out there.
1: And then there's one for almost every audio software like there's an audacity vo users group there's a twisted wave users group there's a studio one and reaper voiceover users group that's a great way to meet people
0: but as we talked about sometimes the the online persona can be drastically different than the in-person persona Mm -hmm. both good and bad so i really like to connect the dots and meet people in person to see what they're really like
1: Mm -hmm. and it depends i mean some people are more comfortable online than in person so i mean you, you, like you said, you get a better view of them as a whole. But but the point I was trying to make is that you, we know these people, we know each other through these groups, but not a lot of people know who these people are outside of voiceover. So I figure if I if I do an interview, if I put it on YouTube or on my my website and stuff like that, or a podcast or a podcast, then that just that's more promotion for everybody. I mean, it's not even it's not even completely selfish because you're trying to help someone else while you do it too. So, yeah, so
0: hopefully, we'll have some people come through as as the days go on and, and do some interviews, and they can promote themselves and talk about what they're getting out of the conference.
1: Absolutely. So we'll be checking in throughout the conference, and we hope you guys enjoy it. We are at Mavo 2016. Yeah.
0: So we're back at the VioMeter podcast, live at the Mid-Atlantic Voice Conference, Mavo. We're here with John Grossman. How you doing, John? I'm doing fabulous. So what have you enjoyed about the conference so far? The variety, the
2: attention to detail in different tracks, whether it be animation, audiobooks, the uh, ability to be immersed totally, getting up out of your seat, not just lectures. The only challenge with that is, can't be everywhere at once. I was just talking to another gentleman and I wanted to be here, and I wanted to be there, and even for a, a micro-conference like this, it was still a challenge. I had to make decisions as I bought my ticket to be two places at once. Yeah, of course. So, Bit of a challenge. Uh, which sessions have you attended so far? Uh, a lot of the general sessions. I signed up late, so I did miss some of the, uh, the out breakouts, okay. but I believe I was to um, uh, Sean Pratt. Oh, yeah. I saw him. Uh, I'm looking forward to
0: seeing Dan Friedman in a little bit, and uh, Cara Edwards I saw too.
3: So,
0: uh, what's what's your main niche, or what? what do you? How do you market yourself as a voice actor?
2: Uh, I do a lot of narration,
0: uh, but I also run a voiceover studio for a
2: Division of Yellow Book. Oh, okay. So if you think about your phone book, and I'll take them and make thirty-second internet commercials out of it. Just your local phone book. Know, something
0: your cousin sits on or your baby sits right. on. Or usually it sits in my mailbox That's and doesn't get picked up for a week. Right.
2: <laughs> Nobody uses it anymore. Right. We are a website company and we make videos to go on those customers' websites. We do about uh, 1,000 to 2,000 videos a week. For that, I need professional voiceover artists to write copy, voice it, and send it out to the website people so it can get embedded on a site. We do that all day long, all week long. And I run that team, that's my responsibility. In addition to me being professional voiceover artist on the outside, I also manage this team.
0: So how has the conference helped helped your business so far? Uh,
2: It confirmed a lot of the stuff we're doing right. Uh, Efficiency, the two to one ratio of it takes, if it's a five minute recording, is it gonna take you 10 minutes or is it gonna take you an hour? So things like, especially with the long form narration, most of the stuff we do is 30 second internet spots but we have a lot of them
0: and it pays our bills, so I can't complain. (laughs)
3: Great,
0: a lot of the questions, or one of the questions I want to ask everybody is, where are you from? What location is your business I'm just outside of Philadelphia. Oh, really? Yeah, and I've done a
2: lot of work, uh, thankfully for the medical corridor that's up and down 95. I've been able to do a lot of medical, continuing medical education narration, uh, a lot of documentary work. I'm the voice of Valley Forge National Historical Park, so if you like the National Park
0: Service and you like
2: history, Valley Forge, you get to listen to me when you go. Awesome. Next time I go,
0: I'll listen. I've actually, I actually grew up right outside of Philadelphia as well. I've been to Valley Forge you know, dozens of times. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. And, My uh, pleasure. Good Thank luck with the rest of the conference. You. Thank you much. And cut.
1: All right, I am here with Rama and we're just kind of it's kind of a quiet time right now. Most people are in either a general session or a breakout session. The breakout sessions are ones that you have to pay an additional fee for outside of the general registration fee in order to get some like more intimate one on one time with some of the presenters here. Like we have animation panels or commercial panels or audiobook uh, trainings with some of the guest speakers. And I am here with Rama. So why don't you tell me about your experience here at Mavo? Uh,
4: well, it's been uh, pretty awesome, actually. I mean, it's it's great to be around a uh, whole lot of people that are basically just wanting to get inspired and learn as much as they can from uh, those have been, who have been there before. And, uh, and it's great that they're sharing all this knowledge. And, uh, yeah. It's been, it's been a great experience so is this your
1: first voiceover conference
4: no actually i was at the last year's oh
1: um, so you so you're at mavo last year too yes very cool and what, what's been your favorite part of this weekend
4: um well uh doing the um doing the uh let me see when we were with david goldberg uh, last night uh when we were just reading a script and he was uh, you know, <laughs> dissecting
1: and picking apart e- everyone
4: exactly i mean that yeah. was
1: that was so impressive like i didn't actually perform myself but i was in the back watching and i took pages of notes because he's he's a very good um coach and he's so efficient with his his direction and he's really quick about turning people around i think
4: yeah it's pretty amazing <laughs> so <laughs> very cool and
1: uh so is there anything that you're really excited about today
4: um no, I mean I'm just like I'm just. I'm not excited at all. No, no, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm and I'm in a general state of yeah. excitement actually.
1: It's it's equally good. Yes, you know, ex- oh, okay. exactly.
4: That's uh, me. I just you know, I'm taking it all in, and I'm you know it's not like oh I want to be here here, No, I'm like no no I just I am loving all of it.
1: And that yeah me too. I I think it's really well organized. I feel like I've been in some of the larger conferences, and there are times where I'm like God, I have to pick and choose. But here I feel like everyone really can have an individual experience, but you don't feel like you're missing anything.
4: Exactly, yeah.
1: So that's great. So I'm Sean Daly. I'm here with Rama. Thank you very much for doing this little interview with us. Hey, my pleasure. Take it easy, man. You too. So we're back on the VO Meter with John
0: Florian, the host of VoiceOver Extra. You're the founder and creator, correct?
3: Glad to be here.
0: So tell us what you were hoping to get out of the conference.
3: Networking a lot. I love to meet new people, and for my business, I'm always looking for... People getting into the business, then they want the advice that VoiceOver Extra can give them. And also, I'm looking for people who will be writing articles for me, producing videos. And I'm learning for myself for my own voiceover career. And uh, that's quite a load.
0: Definitely. So, you've been here since the beginning, right, as a sponsor?
3: Uh, I, I was here last year. Now, there's been three now, right? Right. Okay, I was here last year and I'm proud to be here again this year.
0: Great. And what have you gained so far in the first day and, and a half?
3: Well, I've accomplished a lot of the goals. I've uh, got a lot of people, new subscribers. It's all free subscriptions. And so I got a lot of new subscribers to our, webinar, uh, our uh, newsletters. And that gets people interested in the webinars and everything. And I've networked with people and met, met a lot of friends. And I've learned some things uh, about the voiceover career and about uh, being a creative person.
0: So you and I were in the session with Dan Friedman. I'm sure you've been to a couple of the other breakout sessions. What do you, what was the most valuable, valuable piece of information you've gotten from a presenter so far?
3: Well, i got to take it to me personally where I am in my career. This morning it was Sunday Muse's general session where she got us in touch with ourselves, our creativity. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and I was uh, re- reminded me of some of the mindfulness stuff that I was doing, uh, the... the with the, I don't know the raising your hands above your head what do you what do you call it I don't know mind body being in the moment and that kind of a thing that really helped
0: yeah that was fun and I think it's the most dancing I've done since my wedding so <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of fun as
3: well <laughs> were you the one who was dancing around with punching
0: everybody punching physically no punching the air yeah doing punching shadow the air oh, okay
3: exactly. okay okay well that was a lot of fun <laughs> well,
0: John thanks so much for stopping by enjoy the rest of the conference right,
3: thank you very much thanks for ha- asking me to join you
1: thanks so much I appreciate it thank you I'm feeling pretty blessed right now because I actually kind of lassoed one of the presenters to come and speak with us today, and we just finished an incredibly powerful session with her this morning, and that is former keynote speaker, current guest speaker, and winner of this year's Muse Award, Miss Sunday Muse. How are you doing, Sunday? I'm
5: good, thank you. It's nice to see you.
1: So, what I loved about your presentation and like we were saying before, is we have this... You have this expectation of how a presentation's supposed to sound. There's There tends to be a distance between the presenter and the audience. And, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, you're in a large room. It can be really difficult to address it to a specific person or people within the room. But I didn't, I didn't feel that wall at all. I mean, you came to us from a space of vulnerability, of uncertainty, and it was it was beautiful. <laughs> it was so it was so charming and so endearing and I'm I'm really grateful that I got to be a part of it.
5: Thank you, Sean. <laughs> of course. Thank you. <laughs> I'm grateful that you were there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and in case you don't know, Sunday is, is a voice actress and coach. I feel one of the greatest benefits of having a coach is through our own devices we tend to build up armor um some of that's societal some of like don't do this like i i had an acting instructor who once talked to like he was actually a movement instructor yes. like we talked about today um he's like what do you do when you're a kid and you have to go to the bathroom He's like you're dancing like everything. You're crossing your legs. You're like raising your hand, and you're going, oh, oh, Mrs. Jones, will you please let me go to the bathroom? And you're going all, but what what happens when you become a college student and you you go to the bathroom? And then he just kind of sat there quietly and raised his hand. And like you know, you don't think about all of the layers of restriction that's there, but it's expected, and you just gave us a you just told everyone to just be like hey how are you guys feeling are you tired like we've all been I mean these conferences seem like sort of the passive absorption of information but even that can be really exhausting so um, is, is there anything else that you want to talk about on that in that regard
5: I think the most important thing that I wanted to address was showing up to where you are at in any given circumstance, um, particularly at this conference, because it is about the creative, it's about voiceover. um, So to be able to show up with all of who you are and not lie to yourself about what's going on with you, not sort of pushing that uncomfortable stuff away, but showing up to to all these aspects of ourselves that actually create help us create not only happier and healthier lives for ourselves but also really fine art so whether that's voice acting or painting or singing or dancing or whatever your art is there's there's a need, in my opinion, my humble opinion, based on my own experience, of of um, being in touch with that inner part, that that truthful stuff, the stuff that's going on underneath all the armor.
1: Mm-hmm. And I feel because when we hear, like, you could call it mantra or a motto or whatever, when when you do any kind of acting, the. I, you hear, you need to be present, you need to be honest, you need to be true and it sounds silly but sometimes you're like, what does that even mean? And it's like you're saying, we we have this idea that, like I mean you, you were talking about this earlier, so it's like we have to we have to always be on, we have to always be strong, we have to always be happy, we have to be good and it's just not true <laughs> we all have bad days we're all tired sometimes we can't it's an, exu- it's an exhausting existence to live that way and just to hear because I mean we can rarely tell ourselves that <laughs> that it's okay Yeah. that it's okay to feel not feel 100% and and then, what I loved is that once you, like, once you, just being aware of that, you can, you can still use that energy for something productive, for mm-hmm. something creative.
5: Yes. 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 Like, by showing up to it and by acknowledging it. And tru- truly, by acknowledging it, you're setting a little piece of it free. So you're not walking around in your day or in your work. Mm -hmm. with the energy of pushing it down. So when you acknowledge it and you say it out loud to yourself or in the mirror and you sort of just say, this is, you know, I feel like this or this is going on, you're setting a little piece of that free. It's like taking the cap off Mm -hmm. something and opening it up so it can breathe.
1: Absolutely. And voicing is a very, I'd like to think, like, expelling activity. Like things are coming out of you from within. And we talk about like, pushing emotions aside or pushing things down. And it does. It weighs down. It's like putting rocks in your pockets. And you're just being, like, or so often would be like, oh, I can't deal with this now. I, did like, I gotta put it away. No, just even, you might not be able to solve a problem at that moment, but being aware of it is the first step to solving it. Pro, and I mean, Both of us are just kind of like we just look so drained and happy. But it's um, I mean it's really true. I mean we can't we all like we sang, we danced, we laughed, we cried a little bit in in this this conference hall. And it was is so it's liberating is is definitely the way to put it because um you you, we have this word in in theater circles of happening, Mm -hmm. something that just was so spontaneous and true and beautiful um and like uh, and that's what i love is it just like people just talking in a room yeah it's a presentation it's this formal event like i said we've got all these expectations and structure but that wasn't there we we just told stories and shared experiences and songs and happy times and sad times
5: yeah so there's the you know, oftentimes the presence is focused on in the work only. If you've noticed, I grew up doing theater. The presence was always about being present as an actor, but what about being present as a fir- as a person first and foremost, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're present in your own experience, then you naturally bring that to your craft. If you're always trying to get present within your work, in some ways it's like you're making it a lot harder for yourself.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Because just to get present in the work, is not giving you permission to also be present in your life? Why don't you, I mean, in the world we're living in today, with everything that's going on in this world, don't we all want to be present mm-hmm. with each other and with what's happening and with the vulnerability of the election coming up? Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big time.
1: Absolutely, and some people might want to check out. They're like, no, I don't want to be present. I want to escape. But. Um, I I like what you're saying, being present with yourself versus present in the work, because a lot of us are striving to define ourselves yeah. as voice actors, yeah. and it, I feel like this happens a lot when with sort of this artistic burnout, because you're working so hard to be this thing that to do the work that you want to to act, to paint, to to sing, to uh, to do music, but then in the same vein, you're like that's not all I am I'm not just an actor I'm a son I'm a friend that's right. I have all of these other like I like comic books I have all these other aspects of my personality that get thrown under the bus because I've I spent all of that time trying like working towards one thing.
5: Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's that if you're feeling the burnout of it, see, it's when the body starts to speak up. It's when you're feeling the burnout or you're not enjoying or you're quite freaking miserable about life. Those are the times when you want to investigate and look at what is missing Mm -hmm. because we get so often involved in doing and doing and doing and doing and doing. Saying it, I feel tired. Yeah, and so, so we have to nurture. You have to soul. rest and reflect. Yeah, um, I have, and that requires vulnerability. hmm Absolutely, as, and vulnerability as strength, as I believe it's strength. And the practice of being vulnerable, because the, the discomfort for a lot of people is what holds them back. Mm-hmm. The idea that it's, it means you're weak, or that the idea that it means that the idea that it's unsafe is is where we shut it down mm-hmm. and in the vulnerability is the growing mm-hmm. it's the new it's the change it's the transformation that wants to happen mm. and so the practice of it some people practice by taking a dance class because they're terrified to dance and they want to experience what that means to face their fear so that's vulnerable
1: mm-hmm.
5: and other people it's 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 a totally different thing it may be confronting something in their lives that's very uncomfortable, so that's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But all of those are singing uh, in front of people, and that's uncomfortable. So it's all of these things that inf- like that strengthen the vulnerability and show us it's okay.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that, strengthening the vulnerability. Uh, it, it sounds contradictive, but it, like we were just saying, it's not... Um, I don't know, like we are going back a little bit. It's just like we have this idea that we have to be jack-of-all-trades, good at everything, and that's never going to happen. Yeah. We're not going to be, someone's going to be better at us at something, um, but that doesn't mean we can't be better at both our strengths and weaknesses. Oh God. So, Sunday, thank you so much thank for thank talking so with much, me. John. Yeah, I, I mean, I, um, I've been telling her before, but just that the experience that we shared, that she that she brought of herself with us was just it was a very beautiful thing and it was a very empowering thing that resonates deep within my chest and my my spiritual chest that that uh, that inner being whatever you want to call it and um if you ever have a chance to meet her um i think both of you would benefit from the experience so thank you so much
5: Sarah. thank you sean thank you for having me
1: you're welcome so, we're back at the VO
0: Meter, live at Mavo 2016. I have the very talented Sean Pratt with me. Sean, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. Tell me a little bit about why you come to Mavo and what you're hoping to get out of it.
6: Um, you know, I, I, uh, this is my second year here. Uh, last year, I sort of talked my way into uh, having Val invite me in because I was going to be the only audiobook guy. And I thought that'd be a nice sort of addition to what she was doing for the event. And it went over so well, I just had to say yes when she invited me back. And, um, you know, I, I think a lot of these, what's nice now at more and more of these VVO conferences, they're including audiobooks. books. Uh, you know, people like Scott Brick and Carol Monda and Pat Fraley or Paul Rubin come to different video conferences around the country to give a different perspective on this particular little universe that we call audiobooks.
0: Okay, so how's the response been so far this this time?
6: Oh, really wonderful. I You know, I came in uh, Friday night early, and um, I held one of my own technique classes here at the hotel, and it went over very well. And uh, we did the Maltese Falcon piece, which you very well know. I am very familiar <laughs> with that. <laughs> and um, uh, and then uh, yesterday, I did sort of a general welcome to this is what audiobooks are like, and I had about, I don't know, 40, 50 people in that room? I had a lot of people. And then today, I sort of dove into some technique The Four Voices of Nonfiction.
0: I'm familiar with that as well.
6: Yeah, and um, no, the the response has been really lovely. You know, it it opens a lot of eyes as to what it takes to do an audiobook and and the level of commitment and uh, that it's just a different style of VO and it takes a different uh, kind of training, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. Do you have a feel for how many people in your session or even in the general um, audience are actually doing audiobooks?
6: You know... uh, the people in my session like I said there was I want to guess maybe about 40 people I'd say half of them raised their hands when I said how many of you are doing audiobooks but the number they had done individually was pretty small you know on general I was going to I would think it was between 10 and 20 there were a couple people who had gone up you know 60 70 100 books or so but they were just a handful of people so they're they're you know they're working on ACX they're making all the mistakes you make as a newbie and they're struggling and trying to, you know, trying to figure out how to make it pay for them, their time, commitment. But they really do love it. So, you know.
0: Hopefully at this point they're looking to do more with a coach. I would. That's where you come in. <laughs> well, it's funny
6: you should say that. <laughs> I, yes. No, you know, uh, I, I have to say as a, just, you know, from a purely a business standpoint, coming to these conferences is always a chance to gain new students. And, you know, sell some books and some T-shirts and coffee mugs as well. But mainly to... To uh, see about you know finding that right person who's ready to start training, and focusing on nonfiction because that's my bailiwick is just nonfiction only as you know, um, and so yes I've I've already fielded you know half a dozen can I follow up with you you know conversations and I'm very happy about that.
0: Awesome. Well, for those that are looking to reach out to you, tell us the the sort of thirty thousand foot sales pitch for <laughs> for your coaching and how people can contact you.
6: Well, what I focus on is nonfiction audiobook narration. Uh, my, my feeling is there's plenty of really good fiction coaches out there. But in nonfiction, it takes a different kind of training. Uh, for my money, nonfiction narration is just more difficult than fiction. Not to say that fiction's easy. Fiction can be difficult with accents and dialogue. But nonfiction, to make it entertaining for the listener, is just a whole level, uh, new level of complexity and, and, and difficulty. And so that's what I focus on. I focus because it constitutes a quarter of the industry. 20, really? 25% of audiobook sales are nonfiction, and yet I hear time and again from publishers and producers how they're always looking for good nonfiction narrators who can turn that text on, you know, calculus or 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 PTSD. Stock or to, trading. Yes, exactly. How to make that entertaining. And and if you can do that as a narrator, if you can learn to do that, the work will Come, you know, it really will. And I always tell my students, jokingly, that when you have a nonfiction title that someone contacts you privately for, that entrepreneur has money, <laughs> as opposed to the guy who's written his hundred thousand word polemic in his mom's basement on sci-fi, whatever. The entrepreneur is knows it, you know, they're using it as a marketing tool or a sales idea, and they have the money to get it produced, which means that the narrator can get paid for their time.
0: Yeah, and I found that to be the case myself in my short audiobook career. My best-selling title so far is a book on, uh, on sales techniques.
6: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, see, there it is. Brips into pudding. And that's why you drove your Bentley here. today.
0: <laughs> so tell people how they can contact you if they want to reach out for
6: coaching. Um, you can find me at uh, on, the, on the web at seanprattpresents.com. You can follow me on Twitter at SP Presents. And on Facebook, Sean Pratt Presents as well. Um, my email address is all over the place, but you can... Also, contact me directly at seanpratt at comcast.net, and I'll send you some information about what I do.
0: All right. Thanks so much for, uh, for coming by and yeah. enjoy the rest of the conference. Thanks, Bob. So we're back live with the VO Meter podcast at Mavo 2016. We are joined by Jason L. White, who is one of the presenters. Jason, how are you doing?
7: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: So tell me what you were hoping to get out of the conference.
7: Well, um, my expectations were pretty high because there's a lot of talented people that I've been able to meet and just talk to over the course of the year on Facebook and whatnot, but actually meeting everyone is so cool because people are into different genres, they have different talent skills, they bring different flavors to what it is that we do, and it's, uh, it just it rejuvenates you and reminds you why you love this work, you know, and uh, what I was hoping to get out of it was a lot of learning. And I always take away more than what I thought I would learn from these type of things. I've so been I feel learning like you learn a from lot. The participants. Yes. What what I love about these things, if you work them right, you don't just learn from the guest speakers and the presenters, you learn from everyone you meet. Because everyone has these cool little quirks and nuances and tidbits that they do. And as long as you're social and you talk to people, you soak it up like a sponge and you can reiterate and rebuttal and help people learn things also.
0: So what was the the one either tidbit you took away that was your favorite or what was the, the best performance by a student that, or not student, but attendee that you that you took away?
7: Oh, awesome. Um, I think um, I can only really truly speak from the sessions that I did uh, right. that I presented because I was there and there were others going over, but so many people are talented and it's funny that when you, as actors, when we feel and we know that we're free, all this other type of experience and life experience and talent just comes out I feel that we attack auditions at 40 sometimes 60 percent and there's a dormant 30 or 40 percent just hanging out there and when we feel that that's all I need to do is clock in act and clock out all the weight is off my shoulders and I can just 100 percent attack this and to, to single out anybody I don't know there were so many really really good reads that came out that I was even in awe of, wow, I would totally listen to that character on a cartoon or play that video game, and I hope this character wouldn't die, (laughs) or later on I'd go back and kill them as a gamer, you know, it's very cool.
0: Awesome, that's what we all want to hear. Yes. Thanks so much for being a presenter, and uh, see you next year, maybe?
7: Thank you, Paul, definitely. (laughs) If I'm invited back, either way, I'm coming.
0: All right, thanks. Let's go try and win some prizes.
1: Yeah! All right, thanks, man. Thank you. This is Sean Daly, and I'm here with Nicola Richards from all the way from the U.K., Um, She was one of our presenters on, uh, she's our little positivity princess and our social media expert. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about what you did here at the conference?
8: Well, in my uh, general session, I sort of wanted to get everyone going, get the inspiration out there for the beginning of the conference. It was
1: great. Yeah, it certainly, I felt much more positive afterwards.
8: (laughs) I just wanted to, at the beginning, spread the message that you can get to where you want to be. Uh, to smash those goals, make things happen, but take small steps to get there.
1: Absolutely. And I feel like, um, I don't know how, how closely you're interacting with some of the attendees, but throughout the conference, I had people constantly saying, like, oh, you should have asked for what I wanted, like Nicholas said. <laughs> or, like, they were definitely taking some of the nuggets that you, were, uh, that you were dishing out, like I was just saying before. Like, never be afraid to say yes. Mm-hmm. Never be afraid to ask for what you want, because otherwise, how are people going to know? Exactly.
8: That was one of my big things. Let people know that you exist. Because I sound stupid, but in this industry, you need to be, you know, know what you want, and then share it with people. Let Mm -hmm. them know you're there.
1: Very cool. And you've (laughs) you've had quite an interesting experience yourself. Like I understand you spent quite a lot of time working on cruise ships.
8: Yes, I did as a chipmunk. (laughs) As a (laughs) chipmunk. That was a joy.
1: Mm-hmm. So was that um, did you use your normal voice for that or did you have to like do a character or did
8: I wasn't allowed to speak in that in that character. I was just literally in the suit going out. Uh. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think if I was able to speak, it would have been a problem because the kids like attack you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I was allowed to talk, it might not have been pretty. So it's probably but, better. Mm-hmm,
1: it's mm-hmm. Probably... <laughs> no, I mean they, they, they don't assume there's anyone in there. They're just like mascot! But that's awesome. And um, is there, uh, because I mean, I I saw you uh, attending some of the panels yourself. Mm -hmm. What were some of the highlights for you?
8: Well, I'm really, I don't personally don't know much or anything really about anime. (laughs) So I was really enthralled at Kara's session, like just how much goes into actually doing a recording for that. I had no idea. So that was enthralled by that. And obviously Sarah as well, Sarah Sherman. Yeah,
1: that's like she's an institution. Exactly. (laughs) And it's so
8: interesting hearing it from different perspectives as well, you know, as voice actors to hear it from a casting director's perspective. I found that really interesting as well wonderful yeah
1: well thank you so much for coming here I hope you uh, would come to here or uh, or to MAVO or another one of our Absolutely. lovely voiceover conferences yeah. that we have so uh, and thanks again so much for coming here on our podcast and thank I, you. Hope, I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay in the
8: states beautiful uh, thank you very much thank
1: you yeah alright so we have just finished up another amazing MAVO 2016 and we are really lucky because we are able to pull Val Kelly the coordinator of this fantastic event. Val, thank you so much. How are you doing right now?
9: I'm doing great. It was it was such a great weekend. I, I think at a certain point you kind of work on adrenaline from the excitement of the whole thing. So yeah, I felt like it was a really successful event.
1: What were some of the highlights for you?
9: Well, Sarah Sherman's keynote address was just, I mean, it was kind of epic actually. Uh, it was such a dream come true for me to hear her speak and to get advice from her and uh, that was definitely one of the highlights. I also loved um, Sunday Muse's session, where she had everyone dancing and up around the room and singing. Which it was she so did a great much. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't have karaoke here, so I had to do something. There you go.
9: <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything was so great. It's hard to pick the highlights, but those are two that stand out to me. And then, of course, her Morse session was was amazing, and uh, the animation panel was so great so yeah everything was everyone was great Nicola Richards all the way from London so mm-hmm. amazing.
1: I thought it was fantastic and I know that you sort of market this as a smaller or micro conference but there's really nothing small about it There you've you've done you've worked so hard to bring such paragons of the industry as like as voice actors and coaches and industry leaders like Sarah Sherman like you mentioned and um, I, on the basically, I just want to take this time to thank you on behalf of the voiceover community for bringing this incredible event and for working so hard over the last three years to continue to improve. And I know that if there is a Mavo 2017, that I will be here, and I'm sure everyone who was here will come again because it's that beneficial and it was that um, I mean Jason L. White was just talking it's such an invigorating, reinvigorating experience. So thank you so much Val it was such a pleasure to be here and I hope there are many more to come.
9: Thank you so much Sean, it was a pleasure and thank you so much to you and to GVA for supporting the event and being exhibitors and just for being here, it was a, it was a great event
1: Absolutely, I think we get along well together So I'm Sean Daly with Paul Stefano and Val Kelly for the VioMeter podcast the GVAA, and MAVO 2016. So if you ever have the opportunity to come to one of these incredible conferences, I highly recommend it. You will not be sorry. So on behalf of the VO Meter, I'm Sean Daly. Take it easy, everyone, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. To follow along, please visit www.vometer.com.